Well, I appreciate the good singing and the good testimonies and the good teaching in the Sunday school. The Bible said faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How important it is that we have the word of God opened and preached to us. Um, I I was thinking of uh, Brother J.C. I, I guess it was probably... 18 or more years ago, I started coming to Harriman Baptist Tabernacle and was privileged to meet with J.C. and and the time of fellowship we had from time to time. And uh, here's what he said to my wife. Uh, When the last times we were here, he said, I I pray for you every day. And uh, such an humbling thought of anybody that would pray every day for you. I cherish the memories. Amen. Dr. Robert Taylor's first wife who died of cancer was speaking to a ladies group in Wakala Springs, Florida. And she made a statement to the ladies. And here was a statement. She said, ladies, store up your memories. And I think it'd be good for Herman Baptist Tabernacle to store up your memories. Grateful for the testimony of Brother J.C. and for his life and influence. And it still lives on. Amen. Amen. I have an assignment this morning. If you'd open your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew's Gospel, the very last chapter. Matthew chapter 28. And uh, I want to uh, share a few thoughts this morning. This has been a different world over the last year or so. And things has been uh, restricted. And we've, been, uh, we've been kind of shut down in so many areas. But I think, I think maybe that we have allowed the restrictions physically to affect us spiritually. And uh, I, I want to say God's still God. Amen. Bible's still the Bible. And we're still accountable for what God said in the book. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. I'm going to put in at verse 16. Verse 16, to read through the remainder of the chapter. The Bible said, then, that's an important word, then. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. I, I want to preach on God's Redeeming mission. 
and I'll, I'll be using more out of that chapter than what I read. But the question is not a suggestion. It is a command. We are commanded to take the gospel to every creature. That hasn't changed. And so it is our, it's not a choice, it's a command that we're to take the gospel to every creature. Would you bow with us? Heavenly Father, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to stand here this morning. And Lord, I'm very conscious of the fact that, that I'm not sufficient of myself to think anything of myself, but my sufficiencies of thee. I ask you by faith to fill me with your spirit. I pray, dear Lord, that you might magnify the Lord Jesus. And I pray that you would help this to be profitable time. Bless the Nelson family. Comfort them as only a God in heaven can. And I pray that you would bless the memorial service. And may you get maximum glory. Maybe even through the influence and the testimony, some lost soul will come to know Christ, the personal Savior. We thank you for your promises and for your presence. Have your will and way in our lives. We ask for Jesus' sake and for his sake alone we pray. Amen. Brother Stent Ballou made this statement years ago. He said, uh, I want to do what I can while I can so that when I cannot, I'll not wish I would have when I could have. And so the matter of doing what we can, uh, I'm, I'm afraid we're behind in that department, doing what we can. Here's a mountain emphasis and uh, uh, the emphasis of kingly uh, grace. And, and, and by means of the gospel message, He's bringing many to glory. And by the way, if you're saved today, it is by grace through faith. And, and, and it's, not, it's not that you got saved because you thought it was a good idea. It's the Spirit of God that came to you and wooed you to the Savior. And, and, and then you made a choice. You trusted him as your prayer. And it's all by the good grace of God. But someone said, the gospel of Christ came to you going to someone else. How important it is for us to realize that we are personally responsible to get the gospel to every creature. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I was born again June 14, 1960, and along about 1963-64, I got involved in the matter of giving to missions. Amen. And there's never been a year that uh, the Holy Ghost has said, oh, wait a minute, you're giving too much. I, I, I'd like for you to slow down a little bit. But it's always been a challenge to give more and to do more about reaching others with the gospel. Amen. And, and, and I, I, I'm saying this, I'm, I preach in churches that use the faith promise. I preach in churches who do not use the faith promise. But I'm saying to you, it, the important thing is that we're following God's promises. That, that we're doing what God said do. And so I, I said before, if it's not, not broken, don't fix it. I'm, how important it is for us to get under the burden and realize that God expects me personally 
to get the gospel to every creature. Now, I, I cannot go across the ocean, can't go out to these various parts of the world, but I can pray, I can give, I can, I, I can help others go. But it doesn't stop my responsibility of going right here. And so I, I want to talk a little bit about God's redeeming mission. I, I, I'm thankful for the privilege of being a servant of the Lord. If you, let me give you an overview of the chapter. It's a chapter of power. This full chapter in verses 1, uh, he talks about the power of love. These devoted souls come to the sepulcher at the dawning of the resurrection morning and the new day began in history and it's a, it's a demonstration of the power of love. But in verse 2 through 4, there's the power of light that is there. The angelic ministry rolled the stone away and there's the appearance of lightning like a flame of fire and so there is the power of light. Verse 5 and 6, there's the power of life, the angelic consolation, the confirmation. He is not here. He is risen and then instruction was given. Then there's the power of liberty, verse 7 through 8. And so the path of obedience became the path of joy for them. And by the way, I want to tell you, there is joy in serving Jesus Christ. If you've been saved by the grace of God, there's joy in our heart. Then verse 9 and 10, there's a power of their leader. There's 26 pronouns in the chapter and all about the risen master. I'm glad that he lives today. He lives in my heart and he lives in your heart if you're saved. He brought joy to them. And by the way, the results of that was they worshiped him. They worshiped from their heart. And then again, there's the power of lying. Well, that's a negative thing. In verse 11 through 15, these are sorted verses uh, to the guards. The empty tomb uh, uh, spelt disaster and so they were bribed to tell lies. And then there's the power of labor, verse 16 through 20, it's which I'll be dealing with this morning. At the divine appointment in verse number 16, and then, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. They're going where he told them to go at the right time, that divine appointment. In verse 17, the Bible said, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. There is the human adoration. And in verse 18, there is divine authority. And verse 19 and 20, there's divine orders and assurances that's given. Now I want you to see with verse 16 and 17. And let me slow just a minute. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. I'm going to say, it's important that you see him this morning. Not just a preacher, not just a church, not just your friends, but you see him. And when you see him, you worship him. Uh, they had they had an appointment with the living Lord Jesus Christ in Galilee and they met him on the mountain. I'm saying he, God never breaks his appointments. He never breaks his appointment with the believing company. I'm thankful that he said, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto thee. In Matthew 18, 20, he said, where there are two or three gathered together, there am I in the midst of them. It, I, I'm saying, thank God, he's here. Uh, we're, we're meeting to worship him. They needed solitude uh, with him. And so they're meeting with him. They were satisfied with him. They worship him. And he is, uh, he, he is never late for appointment. 
he's in time on time every time I say to you it's that time that they met with him then when they uh, he knew they needed his presence in their life and I need it too do you praise God I'm saying they're uh, they're meeting on a mountain and number two can I say verse number 18 the Bible said and Jesus came and spake unto them saying all powers given unto me in heaven and in earth they're equipped by a master whose resources are eternal it's not you it's the one in you it's not it's not the vessel but it's what's in the vessel I'm saying how important it is that folks see Christ in our life has been testified this morning in the life of brother Nelson folks saw Christ in his life and that's they, we, we realize this that he was a sinner saved by the grace of God like you're a sinner saved by the grace of God but it was Christ in him the hope of glory that folks are testing about I, I, I'm, I'm saying uh, they they were uh, uh, the, the all universal power to engage and to encourage them in service. The Lord didn't ask you to do anything alone. It's not a solo ministry. It's a duet ministry. It's Jesus and you. It's the one who lives inside you that enables you to be what you ought to be. Amen. And so, and so this is universal power to enable and to encourage them in their service. The apostle Paul said it in the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. He said, the Lord stood by me. He said, by the way, he's the one who I belong to and I'm serving him. Whose I am and whom I serve. Now, this is a secret of success. They needed the power to witness. And by the way, I'm not for this high pressure evangelism, but I, I'm saying to you, I think we've used that as an excuse too long. Amen. And the fact that we don't like what they're doing, so we do nothing. That's right, Amen. 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 Keep your head up, I'll tell you when we're going to be praying. I'm saying how important it is that, listen, and he grants us the power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come to you. And you shall be. That's the right word. Be witnesses both. It's the same time in Jerusalem and to the all, all across the world. That's the enablement, the power, and it speaks of his omnipotence. I'm saying to you, he is, uh, he is all powerful. And so the first word of the gospel is go. And so we'll do what? Uh, they needed a power to witness, power to preach, and in bringing all souls to the Savior, we must have the power of Christ upon it. I read an evangelist, a well-known evangelist who was mighty use of God. He said he went to a certain place to preach a revival meeting. And he said, I, I got there. And he said, things just seemed like they're so dead. No response. He said, I preached, struggled as I preached. And he said, I, it, was, it was misery. said, gave the invitation and nobody responded. He said, that was terrible. He said, I got, went before Lord and said, dear Lord, uh, is it me? Please show me. Help me to be right so the Spirit of God will not be limited. He said, he went back on the, the next night and the, 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 the following nights, two or three nights, the same thing. And he said, he went back to prayer again. said, dear God, something's bad wrong in this place. Would you please show me? And he said, the Spirit of God arrested his attention and reminded him 
of a time when he was in Bible college and when he cheated on his, on his Greek test, the final exam, in order to pass, he cheated. And the Spirit of God said, uh, you remember back then? And so he said, I was in such conviction, said I tried to call the instructor, tried to run down where he was and said, I finally, finally got a hold of him. And he, and he said, here's what happened. He said, sir, on that final exam of the Greek test uh, in my final year of, of college, I cheated on the final Greek test. And he said to the instructor, said, I don't know what you've got, what you need to do. But he said, uh, anything you need to do, I'm willing to accept it. Amen. I'm willing to accept it. And I wanted to be right with God. Amen. And so he said, he went back. And the man said, I'll call you back. And so he, uh, he said, I went back to my prayer closet and I prayed and prayed and asked God to help me to tell me what to preach. And it said, seemed like the Lord said to me, it doesn't matter what you preach, just get out of the way. And so he said, I, I preached about 15 minutes and turned the invitation, I uh, turned the service to the invitation and souls flooded the aisle. Sinners got converted by the grace of God when the preacher got right with God. Amen. Amen. I say to you, I believe preachers ought to be right with God, Amen. but I believe you ought to be right with God too. Yeah. I would not want to stand at the beam of judgment and give an account to God as to why sinners didn't respond. And when the saints did get right with God because it had sin in my life. Amen. Amen. I'm saying to you, I'm glad that Jesus has power to cleanse and forgive Amen. and restore. Amen. And it is God who works with us. If we're going to get the gospel to others, Amen. we must be clean vessels. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm saying to you, we, we blame the liberals and the modernists and the contemporary crowd, but we're eat up with it in our independent fundamental Baptist churches of folks who say one thing and do another. Amen. Hello. Amen. I'm saying, Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to us. Nothing wrong with the gospel. Amen. The problem is that there's times that we are not right. And so they were engaged by the master whose resources are eternal. Keep that in mind as you knock a door. Keep that in mind as you pass out a track. Keep that in mind as you try to win somebody to Christ. Recognize this. We're engaged with the resources that are eternal. Amen. I'm saying again, notice from verse 19. The Bible said, go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. They were entrusted with a message that has no equal. Praise God, I'm telling you, you can't substitute the message. The message is the right message. The message is the only message. Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he got up again and ascended back to heaven and said, hey, I'm going to come again. I'm grateful. I'm saying they were entrusted with a message that has no equal. It is the great commission. The divine orders have not changed. We're to take the gospel to every creature. Oh, you said we can't knock doors each day. Oh, we're limited. We're restricted. I know we are. But we're not as limited and restricted as we make out like we are. The gospel is still the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so there's divine orders and they have not changed. How comprehensive. It goes to 
all nations. I'm saying we're to preach it to every creature, give the message to every person. Uh, his unbounded love for the world and his unqualified knowledge of human needs makes this a missionary message. We're to do what? We're to give the gospel to others. That's a mission. Hey, we are to be a missionary at home. And so it starts right here. And we're, we're not anything but hypocrites if we just put the money in the place and think it's out of being a substitute for not doing what God commanded us to do. And so we ought to put the money in the plate and do something about it at the same time. Keep going. I, I'm talking about this matter of the message of redemption. You see that the substance of the message needs to be remembered and it needs to be obeyed. We, we need loyalty to his sufficiency. I, I, I'm saying the loyalty to his commands. Loyalty to his commission. This is a message like the gospel. There's no other message like the gospel that will transform lives. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I, I'm grateful that the gospel can transform the drunk unto a, unto a sober man. He can, he can transform the, the, the dope addict unto a person who has a testimony for God. There's no limit on the power of the gospel of Christ. I'm saying to you, I'm fearful that we limit God by not obeying his commands. There's no message like the gospel for trans transforming lives. Notice what Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And, and, and familiar, familiar passage of scripture. But he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 2. He said, for I'm determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Peter writing, he said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven and given among men whereby you must be saved in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12 and so they were engaged by a master whose resources were eternal they were entrusted with a work a message that had no equal and that no longer uh, listen, it, the, the message no longer just confirmed to Israel, but it's to the whole world. The scope includes to every creature, every creature. And then I see number four, they were enlisted in a ministry that can never fail. Notice verse 20. Notice verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. And so they're enlisted in a ministry that can never fail. This gospel never fails. Our God never fails. I'm saying all disciples identify themselves with the Lord and, and, and his followers in baptism. And so then there is the, the commitment to teach the truth. They're not only to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, be born again by the grace of God. They're to be baptized, an example of, of what took place on the inside. It's an outward demonstration. But then there's a commitment to teach truth, to teach the word of God. How, what? We're to teach all things. Notice the verse again. He said, teaching them to observe how many things? All things. All things which have I commanded you. And Lord, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so 
uh, Paul carried this out effectively in the 24th chapter of the book of Acts. Notice with me again, Acts chapter 20, and let's read uh, verse 24 through 27 of Acts chapter number 20. And here's the way the Bible reads in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. He said this, he said, uh, but none of these things uh, move me, neither can I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. Uh, 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 and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And, and uh, now behold I know uh, that, I, that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to, to record this day that I am pure from the blood. Are you listening? I am pure from the blood of all men uh, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. He said, I told you the whole story. He said, and so God had given him a ministry of reconciliation, 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 8. And so may we never be ashamed of the message. Thank God for the message. I'm glad for the message. I praise him for the message. Obeying Christ's word to us is so important as touching Christ's work for us. We're obeying Christ's word. And then conversion is on, on uh, uh, conversion to his way. In the book of Matthew 18, 3, we're converted. And we must, uh, must be followed by a, a, a conformity to the will of God. Amen. I know some folks today that uh, uh, they, they battle, they battle, they battle about the will of God. I tell you, God wants you to know his will. But you're not going to know his will apart from this book. And you're not going to know his will apart from the Holy Spirit. And so I read the word of God. I'm saying, Lord, teach me to do that. You can't do the will of God until you know the will of God. And it's the will of God that all sinners be saved. And it's the will of God for those who are saved to serve our God. And and so... uh, I see in verse number, the last part of verse 20, he said, uh, uh, he said, uh, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so they, they were encouraged by a master who will never forsake them. Praise God. I'm glad, I'm glad he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. And so it speaks of his omnipresence, the promise of unceasing fellowship. Lo, I am with you always. Amen. I'm grateful that even though I, there's times that I do not sense his presence and I do not feel his presence, it doesn't change anything. He's still with me. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. This is a guarantee of the daily strength uh, for suffering and for service. And so his living, guiding, and abiding presence in my life. And with that promise, uh, uh, the early church marched out to win the world to Christ. Knowing him to be right by their side. And he's with us, church. I, I, I want to say, may we rejoice. Christ lives today. Yesterday, today, forever. Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. I, I'm grateful. We recognize that, that you have a Lord to serve. He is the victorious conqueror. And we, we have all nations to reach. We're to get the gospel 
to every preacher. I remember sitting in a chapel service, Tennessee Temple Schools, years and years ago. And the man of God stood up and preached. And God burned indelibly in my heart of having a personal responsibility to get the gospel to every creature. What a tremendous task. What a tremendous task. But it's a word to be obeyed. We're to obey. And uh, and, uh, this fact to the believer, Jesus said, I'm not asking you to do it by yourself. He said, I am with you. This book opens with an announcement that his name will be called Emmanuel. God with us. And the resurrection is confirmed the reality of his presence always in us. It is a redeeming message. We're to sow the seed. We're to give out the word of God. We're not to let sinners die and go to hell. Many of my preacher friends have graduated to heaven in the last year. Folks that I knew close, some that I didn't know quite as close as others. I was thinking yesterday how the gatekeeper in heaven has been pretty busy lately. Swinging wide the gates. And saints are coming home. Can I tell you that you don't know how much time you have left. And I don't know how much time I have left. But the time I do have left, I want it to come for God. I certainly want to take somebody else with me to glory. That's God's redeeming mission and his promised presence in our life. I I know this, not everyone you talk to is going to get saved. But there'll be some. There'll be some. Don't give up. Don't fall back. Don't fall out. Don't fall in. Stand fast in obedience. Do you know somebody this morning that's without Christ, without hope, without God? Have we prayed for them? Have we witnessed to them? Have we made it an effort to point them to the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world? He's able to save to the uttermost. May God forgive us for our lack of diligence in getting the gospel to others. I'm fearful, I'm fearful that we've allowed our giving, and I'm forgiving. I challenge folk to give. But we've allowed our giving and support of missionaries to become a substitute for our personal responsibility of getting the gospel to others. You can even stand, if you would, please. Stand to your feet and bow your head just a moment. Brother Reed and Miss Jessica is going to come. We'll have a moment of invitation. And I'm convinced more and more, you know, I heard today that Twitter now has banned um, focus on the family because they have spoken out in hate speech against transgender stuff, saying a man's a man. Because, and uh, that's where they were going all along with this church. 
And I thought they could take us off of Facebook. They can cut us off of Twitter, Brother Brian. And whatever else is out there. I don't know what else is out there. But uh, they can cut us all the platforms off. And the Word of God is not bound. He said, all power is given unto me. They say, well, there's no point. They're cutting us off of this. They're cutting us off of that. Are you going to rule God out? God's still got the power. We can, we can turn this world upside down without Twitter. I don't need Twitter.